and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's the other guy on the other podcast here on the other side of the microphone stands, uh, John Hogue, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. Hi, Diana. Hello, hello. And uh, Stacy blogs, by the way, at theothermccain.com. You can also find his scribblings at other nice places around the interwebs. Yes, and uh, my good friend John Hogue blogs at hogwash.com. And as much as we nag Diane, it doesn't seem to blog all that much. Uh, too busy right now. <laughs> well, we appreciate your hard work. Uh, and uh, down there in Valdosta, Georgia, where the news, the headline... At the uh, Valdosta Daily Times, update, GBI identifies man who died after encounter with deputies. A man was shot and died Monday after an incident with Lowndes County law enforcement officers. State authorities are investigating the shooting. Lowndes County Sheriff's deputies were dispatched by 911 to a home on Ginger Trail, near Interstate 75 Exit 22 because Mm -hmm. a man with a gun was threatening to hurt himself. Yep. They found the man behind the home with a handgun. During the incident, the man was shot and died at the hospital. He was identified as Timothy Adams, 32, of Valdosta. Well, Mm -hmm. he was threatening to hurt himself with the gun, but instead the Suicide by cop. Yeah. Well, in all, um, there's there were more details actually in a story earlier which didn't identify him. Um, they the deputies rolled up. Uh, they told him to drop the weapon. He decided to point it at them. They shot him. Oh well, you know that's what happens. We'll get uh, into how to get shot by cop a little bit. Later. <laughs> we will, but it was a fine example thereof. Yeah. Meanwhile. There are other uh, things that can be bad to your health. For example, COVID. Uh-huh. And we've had some COVID karma this past week. Dr. <laughs> Anthony Fauci tested positive. Mm-hmm. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes. Uh, has got COVID-19. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he uh, is and- both vaccinated and doubly boosted. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, uh, he's experiencing mild symptoms, apparently, and I wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, the lockdown enthusiast, you know, oh. the guys that wanted us all masked up and socially distanced, you know, and it, it's terrible. So many people who died and not not mm-hmm. from COVID necessarily, but all the people who died in the hospital during the, their families couldn't visit. Them. Well, all the people mm-hmm. who died because of uh, the various screw ups in the logistic chain caused mm-hmm. by uh, inappropriate lockdowns, inappropriate restrictions mm-hmm. on travel, all this sort of stuff. And um, all the people who have fallen off the wa- uh, the sobriety wagon and all the people whose mental health issues have gotten worse. All the kids who lost two years of school. Uh, yeah. It, it goes on and on and on. But the, And it's uh, all on him. Well, I mean, even baby formula, the poll problem is this. No one was thinking this through about what the disruption to the logistics change would be. Right. One of the things that they drummed into my head as part of my training in ROTC to become a military officer was that amateurs study strategy. And pros study 
logistics. And it's you can see that in the war in Ukraine right now, mm-hmm. where when the when the Ukrainians had plenty of stuff and were able to shoot it at the Russians, including shooting old Russian ammunition back at the Russians, uh, uh, things were going very, very well. And now that there's kind of a lull in the logistics flow on supplies, not just ammunition, but all sorts of other supplies, uh, the the Russians are able to do a little bit better, not spectacularly better, but enough that, you know, the usual suspects are worried. Yeah, the uh, headline this week at my blog, theothermccain.com, was Max Boot and Allah Pundit are very worried about our friends in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allah Pundit's headline at hotair.com, Ukraine is running out of ammo and taking heavy casualties. Mm-hmm. And uh, Max Boot's headline at the Washington Post, we can't let Ukraine lose. It needs a lot more aid, starting with artillery. Now, you folks have followed my blogging here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that just until as recently as last month, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were uh, getting the news, you know, I mean, every, hey, Ukraine's got this thing beat, man. They're winning this thing and uh-uh. everything. And uh, they won the Battle of Kharkiv, mm-hmm. and then things started going sideways. And I'm and mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure uh, why they went sideways. Uh, Lack of people. But, yeah, that is my thought. Uh, my thought is that they just you know when this thing broke out when mm-hmm. this back in February. Go ahead. Well, logistic logistics is more than bullets and beans it's also boots on the ground with people in them and Mm -hmm. part of the gap they have right now is they have been training volunteers for three uh, three months and it takes just about three months to begin to get somebody up to the point where you can send them to the front lines Mm -hmm. uh and and not be a complete detriment to the people around him and so the Mm -hmm. ukrainians the ukrainians are going through this They've used up all their Soviet era ammunition and we haven't mm-hmm. finished. Com- uh, uh, we, you know, we've given them 155 millimeter housers. We give them uh, enough rounds to uh, fire them in, literally uh, <coughs> to their smooth bore and, mm-hmm. and ruin. And, but the, so, and we trained uh, 300 artillery, two or 300 artillerymen, but they need two or 3000 artillerymen to man those guns. And yes. so they, the, the logistics includes not only this training, of course, they're short of people. And they're short of entry, they're short of, uh, of infantrymen. Uh, mm-hmm. And but the, th- the 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 one thing that was was right about what uh, you were talking about from I, I think it was Boot that said artillery. Uh, mm-hmm. Artillery typically in a war accounts for about twelve to fifteen percent of your troops, mm-hmm. and it causes sixty percent of the enemy's casualties. Yep, and yep. that's the because reason why infantry get, in the open. And, and or, or or lots of other reasons, but the point is, is that you know when you're shooting at somebody with a 22 caliber assault rifle, which is what the Russians their rifles are 22 caliber, if mm-hmm. 22 caliber short uh, rifle, or you're going to shoot at somebody with a a six inch artillery piece, bang, which would you rather yeah. have aimed at you? Well, my case neither, but. Go ahead, Stacey. You look like you have got something that you want to yeah, say. Yeah, I, 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 all I was saying is, is that it, 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 back in February, right when this thing broke out, mm-hmm. uh, we were told, uh, and I heard the number two hundred thousand uh, as as the number of volunteers that they got in the immediate <sighs> aftermath of the Russian invasion. Okay. I uh, just last week, and I didn't link it in the post because I couldn't find it, but uh, mm-hmm. somewhere I saw that it was estimated that on the 100-mile line uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Isium uh, over uh, around past uh, uh, Severodonetsk down... Um, uh, Severodonetsk. Yeah, Severodonetsk. Okay, whatever. Anyways, but but <laughs> there was about a hundred mile line there, and uh-huh. I was and it and it. Somebody said that Russia has about thirty five thousand troops on that line, and I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Well, the depth per mile then, you know, in terms of how many troops they have holding that line per mile and you're including mm -hmm. everything else. And I'm saying, you know, if, if uh, the Ukrainians could assemble a task force of just 5,000 men to hit any point, you know, find a weak point on the line and hit it, uh, you know, you could you could cause some serious havoc. And Probably not. Uh, the problem the, the, is the, the river. The, and the problem is the three to one ratio. Uh, For assault versus defense. And so basically a 5,000 man assault uh, unit would be capable of attacking roughly 1,500 men successfully. And uh, so you take out one, one or two of those battalion maneuver groups mm -hmm. at, at extreme cost. Well, and it but, would the, be but the point thing is, is that is that if you continue in the tactical defensive, right, uh, a mm -hmm. passive defense, if you never seize the initiative, then you're going to have happen exactly what is happening, namely that Russia at its leisure just pounds away and pounds away. Uh, uh, reducing uh, everything to rubble mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, starving you out of, of places. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and like I said, it seemed to me that there was a failure in the immediate aftermath of the Battle of Kharkiv uh, for um, uh, Ukraine to s take the initiative. And I don't know why that didn't happen, but it um didn't. And we're well, my guess has long been personnel. Simply, they don't have the personnel. Uh, you know, the problem is that all of it's it's really great when we can sit here and look at the map and say this, that, and the other. But the simple fact is that this has been an insane effort on the part of um, a small professional corps augmented by willing but untrained volunteers. Um, to do something that is very, very difficult. And they've done very well in terms of, of breaking the, uh, the momentum of the invasion. At this point, um, they are doing well to hold, uh, and that's, frankly. And, 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 and that is the most reasonable thing that, that they likely should be doing mm -hmm. until they get some more units trained to come mm -hmm. in and uh, join the fight and until yeah. they get the equipment and supplies for those people. And, and Max yeah. Boot uh, publishes this Christmas shopping list of everything that we should be sending to Ukraine. And, I, and he's very specific, by the way. Much more specific uh, than he ought to be. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's like, you know, Max Boot has never heard a shot fired in anger. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and the, and, and the idea that, that this, um, uh, and beside the fact he would be an automatic 4F, you can look at the guy and see that he's not exactly the finest specimen. Uh, He's, but anyway, well, he's well past the age of being useful anyway. Yeah, well, he was he was even well, so worse are he, all of us. So. <laughs> you know, and so and so this this uh, uh, bald-headed uh, uh, intellectual who uh, well, as uh, George Wallace used to have a line about these uh, liberal intellectuals, <laughs> but uh, I I'm, I'm going to skip that cuz we're going to get to that part later. Uh, but anyways, but just you know, this idea that we're just going to play Santa Claus uh, in this situation, and, it, it, you know, it's just, it's not looking good. On the other mm -hmm. hand, the Germans, uh, just in the last few days, have decided to get with the program. They're sending uh, air defense systems, which is something very useful. They're sending tanks. They're send but once again, a German Leopard tank is one of the best tanks in the world, vastly superior to any of the... Uh, things that the uh, Russians have, and nobody in Ukraine's trained to drive one. Nope. Yeah. Let, let alone run run the gun system on it. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you know, that is not a simple system. And so you're talking ninety. You're talking ninety days to take an experienced tank crew, of which they don't have a lot, and bring nope. them up. And meanwhile, who's who's going to be running the uh, the T seventy twos that they actually still have T sixty Force. So, you know, it's, 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 the whole thing is logistics, including 
the personnel aspect of it. And it's we're going to see uh, how the Ukrainians do on holding out uh, mm-hmm. until things get really ugly in the fall. Yeah. Um, then, in which case, it'll be very difficult again for the uh, Russians to maneuver. And by the way, this mm-hmm. whole God, uh, this, <clears throat> I, I started to use some strong language, is that this <laughs> war is Joe Biden's fault. Oh, it, yeah. it is obvious to me that uh, Putin green-lighted this uh, last fall after the collapse in Afghanistan, the the uh, 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 boogaloo well, in uh, Kabul. Well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other things. But, you know, the, the things being Joe Biden's fault and lo- logistics <laughs> being screwed up because it's Joe Biden's fault, I mean, you know, it's not just in Ukraine. Well, I mean, hey, when was what you pay Too for true. gas the last time you bought it? Too much. I, I just pay, I just paid five dollars and ten cents a gallon oh. for, ga- for gas, and my son uh, just filled up the diesel uh, Volkswagen and paid over six bucks a gallon for that. And so, how the hell am I supposed to afford? an electric vehicle to fix this because the average electrical <laughs> average electric car costs more than twice what I paid for my Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, I, and not only that, considering the, the, the issues in getting the lithium to make the batteries and all, and the, uh, coal to, uh, power the, uh, charger, you know, am I going to be able to afford, the gasoline or diesel fuel to run the generator that I need to charge my electric car. I mean, this whole thing is just absolutely insane. And yes. it has to do with people not understanding that, uh, you know, you have to have all the pieces to make everything work. Right. The economy is incredibly complex. Oh. Uh, on the other hand, we are, uh, we have, people who are working so hard to keep us informed, even when we don't appreciate it. Uh, and before, but before, before I turn oh, yeah. Stacy loose on the next uh, segment, I'm just going to ask one question. Why is CNN's network ID done by Darth Vader? <laughs> Boy, what, what, I find your, your Minus lack, the heavy breathing. I find your lack of... I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, anyways, well, uh, so so the headline at the blog report: CNN planning to cut back on carbohydrates. If you know what I mean, and I think you do. And uh, it's illustrated with a picture of Brian Stelter, who AKA, is a potato, aka Tater. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm surprised he never got sued for trademark infringement by uh, Mr. Potato. Mr. Potato. He's a sad tater. Uh, <laughs> CNN's Brian Stelter will soon be out of his job, according to a new report. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, CNN has recently been sold, as you know, it's been mm-hmm. bought out. Um, God, it's been bought and sold so many times now. I forget. I guess it was AT&T. It's by Discovery. Yeah, but Discovery. AT&T had bought Time Warner, which included CNN, and now they're offloading a lot of this stuff, uh, and they sold it to Discovery, uh, me, you know, the Discovery mm-hmm. Network, all those people. And um, the... Um, uh, CEO of uh, of that operation is like, hey, we don't need this crap on our network anymore. So, <laughs> so it it looks like Brian Stelter is going to have to uh, uh, go find another job. And Ace of Spades uh, 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 launched what I call the hashtag Save the Tater campaign. Actually, it's more like Hash Brown. <laughs> well, right. well he says thought. he's a, a, a says i'm trying to get some right-wing pundits together to start feeding tater quotes and tips on background like we can alert tater when we're about to say something that is potentially cancelable 
so he can be first to try to cancel us. Anything to get him clicks. We can't let Tater just fade away. We have to keep this incompetence career going despite his utter lack of qualifications or skill at it. Tater is the straw that stirs the drink of conservative media. What are we without Tater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, we, we we've been kicking this guy around for three, four years now, and 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 we're gonna miss him. Mm. I don't know. Are you I sure? Kind of, I'll miss Kurt. Still, I'll miss Kurt Schlichter's. Uh, every single week, every single column, he has to insert Brian Stelter, who is a potato. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Well, on the other hand, in many ways, he's just small fry. Thousands die in in flaming fry disaster as you dump the uh, fry drop, drop the fry basket. I, I, I'm, I'm remind. Uh, <laughs> I remember a reminder of an old old uh, saying: "Don't bend over in the tater patch, Granny. You know them taters got eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's way. Uh, well, you know, that's an old one. That is so old. I haven't heard that since I left home. <laughs> oh, the comments. The commenters just had a field day with a tater, and 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 we we've got to do it. We we and, and, but we've got to you know hit him hard while we still got the chance because he's going to be going away. And who will we make fun of when after he is he's gone? gone? Yes, we'll find someone. Yeah, I mean they'll find someone for us. It's it's it's, it's part of <laughs> the circle of life or whatever it is. Uh -huh. um, but um, you know, normally we get all the way to the bottom of the hour before I do this. But the way that the show's going to break. I'm going to ask Stacy to go ahead and do the yellow button pitch right now, and we'll come out of that into some more economic news. All right, folks. Oh, uh, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near. But this is the shameless capitalism part of the uh, program, and and this is a good time to remind you, okay, that if you love America. Right, we're coming up on the Fourth of July, and every Fourth of July, you know what I do? Snap, crackle, and pop. I shoot off a bunch of fireworks, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just this week, I, I, I just, uh, my brother, uh, had to go to the uh, veterans' hospital in mm. uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia, oh. and uh, and so I rode along with him, and and. Uh, uh, on the way back, uh, we uh, stopped by my favorite fireworks store, <laughs> and I and I'm just and he says, "Well, what can we help you with?" And I said, "Well, I'm just looking." And I and was he looking grinned at, in a knowing fashion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at their uh, what you know the artillery, the canister shells. He said, yeah, those Nashiki Willows there are only $89. We're having a sale. 24 Nashiki Willows for $89. And, I, and I, so I immediately called my wife. And I said, honey, can I spend some money on fireworks? And, uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, and so... And so, uh, but $89 for Nishiki Willows. You've got to look up what Nishiki Willows, Kimura, Nishiki Kimura is what they're called. And, and they're, they're these golden willows that just, you know, they hang in the air after they explode and they just kind of like fall all the way to the ground. And we love them. Okay. Fireworks people. It's a thing. And $89. And so, so yes, I, I I bought some fireworks and and so um, and I think so, you're trying to get people to help you celebrate the fourth because you love America. <laughs> okay, please go to my blog, theothermccain.com, and you'll notice in the top of the center column 
near the top of the center column, there's a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you'll click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can contribute good old American dollars uh, to uh, help support the uh, uh, blog, help support the podcast, and mainly, of course, uh, to keep my wife happy because, uh, you know, I have a few bad habits, including fireworks, and, and so I have to pay the bills. And my wife likes it when I have money, so keeping my wife happy is job number one. And so click the yellow donate button. And donate. Uh, yeah, because you love America. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, Hogwash. Com. I don't have a yellow button, but I do have an icon of a tip jar over in the sidebar on the right. Click on that, be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hogwash or the podcast or both. Or you, or you could just send me money because it's a nice thing to do. Uh, you can also shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link to that in the sidebar. You can find Amazon uh, shopping links at both our blogs. We both participate in the Amazon uh, associates program uh, bloggers who do that uh, get a small cut of the action when people use the links that are provided and also you can go over to the uh, go up to the top of the menu at the uh, DMCA uh, contact uh, click there and get my mailing address and you just send me money that's fine too regardless of how you choose to support us we hope that you will remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And in particular, do so in support of fireworks. What a cool thing. We <laughs> love Oh, Nishiki Kimura. 24 six-inch Nishiki Kimura shells. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I just get, I, 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 I get kind of tingly feeling just thinking about those shells so so anyways yes uh, meanwhile hit the freaking tip jar i'm sorry I, I i get excited yes well you should because uh now we're going to have our econ one oh no lesson. uh it's beginning to look as if the economy has uh, shrunk oh. again this quarter oh. which would be a second quarter in row of negative growth and that meets the formal definition of a recession. Of course, the yes, informal yes, definition of a recession, it's generally agreed that a recession is when your neighbor loses his job and a depression is when you lose yours. Mm -hmm. And a recovery is when a whole bunch of politicians lose theirs, especially Democrats. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, about 132 or three days uh, left to the election and autumn is coming. Mm-hmm. So there yep. it is. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, the Democrats still haven't gotten over the 2016 election. Uh, is that mine? Yes, that's yours. Uh, why? I'm sorry. Why is my because my you, computer keep, talking to because me? Because you I, keep refusing to uh, disable uh, autoplay. Okay, I'm going to have to figure out. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It was a. I, it was a. Uh, a YouTube video that I accidentally clicked yeah. on. I didn't mean to click on that. I'm well, sorry. So, so basically, it's uh, a bearded man uh, bad in this case. <laughs> that up, could be I'm either one up. of us. But orange uh, man bad is the headline. Uh, uh, Trump <laughs> still living rent free in the mm -hmm. left's collective head. And you know, my comment that I put down at the bottom of the the post was. Actually, he's not. He's got. They just think he is. He actually has much better real estate. <laughs> you know, um, I, I uh, when you finish talking about this, I need a moment to weigh in on this. But go, go. This well, is well, great. Why don't you? Why don't you go with it? No, because it, without Stacy setting the setting the stage, my comments won't make any sense. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, okay. Glenn Reynolds uh, talks about woke white people are annoying, stupid, and frequently vicious. Fortunately, mm -hmm. they're also usually self-destructive and incompetent. But ultimately, mm -hmm. this is just Trump exercising a magical power to destroy his enemies via their own ideology. And uh, there's a story about um, 
um, internecine conflict in progressive advocacy groups, mm -hmm. okay? And says, sooner or later, each interview for this story landed on the election of Trump in 2016 as a catalyst. Whatever internal tensions had been pulling at the seams of organizations in the years prior, Trump's shock victory sharpened the focus of activists and regular uh, people alike. And uh, I go on to talk about the fact that mm -hmm. uh, Trump derangement syndrome mm -hmm. exacerbated the worst tendencies of the worst people in politics. Now, is that your cue, Diana? It is. Um, actually, I was. I went back and I, when I first saw that article, I said, "Okay, I don't have time to read this. I'll put it off to the weekend." So I've read it now, and. Oh man, I was reading this and I was like, these are my people. This is my <laughs> world. These are the nonprofits. They're, okay, um, I have said this so often that I think that um, people who know me can say, sort of do a roll their eyes. Yes, here goes Diana again. Nonprofit world is absolutely stuffed with people with great intentions who are wildly oversensitive and apt to, um, uh, they're not very competent and they are apt to uh, go on witch hunts at the drop of a hat. If you want an effective nonprofit, you need people who understand uh, things that uh, the people that they're, that they're recruiting pool don't provide. Um, there are a lot of passion. Everybody is passionate. Everybody is an advocate. Everybody's an activist. And they're, they want to sit around in circles and emote. They don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. And um, this is only, you're, you know, in 2016, they're right. Every, there was the, a new uh, influx of, of passionate uh, sensitive and not terribly competent people into nonprofit world. I am not surprised by this. Look, you know, um, there's this thing I used to joke about because in the Bay Area, you would see this um, in uh, advocacy organizations, in um, any any kind of pagan or uh, quote unquote organization. You'd see the same thing. Um, they would always have purity tests. They'd always have, um, uh, they'd always be sitting around talking about their feelings, not about how to move forward with the mission. And there was an, oh, the backbiting. Oh my Lord. And the gossip. And I'm always like, I listen to people talking and I just sit there and I think to myself, this is the reason why I have never, I will never hire an activist um, because they'd be so mad at me at so mad all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, activists get in the way of the grift. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not even gr the grift. It's doing the job. They don't do the job because they're so uh, wrapped up in their concept of grievance. But there, yes. But but the point is, is that in, there there are a lot of very uh, useful, virtuous, uh, not for profits out there in the world. But the mm -hmm. not for profit world is also a riddled with fraud, with grifters. Uh, oh God, have, yes. Have you ever heard of Carol Reese? Oh yes. Congressman Carol Reese was the uh, uh, guy who went to investigate. Nonprofit foundations, because he believed it was uh, that uh, these major foundations, uh -huh. Carnegie, Ford, Rockefeller, mm -hmm. Signs, yes. Yeah, yeah, that these major uh, foundations were, were advancing the communist agenda, that they were undermining America. And this was, uh, and um, it happened that his uh, chief investigator many years later, uh, was interviewed by the John Birch Society, or that's how I saw the video. Somebody insisted I watch this video back in the mid-90s, and he talked about how 
once they started to threaten to expose what these foundations were up to, word came down and the Republicans shut this committee down because they did not want the truth known. Now, um, uh, you know, this nonprofit 501c thing has just mushroomed uh, in the past, over the past 20 or 30 years. And, um, and, and one of the things that after I came to Washington um, and began poking around a little bit, one of the things I started reminding people is just because it's nonprofit doesn't mean nobody's making money. Okay. Very true. Be- because the six figure salaries, right? Uh, and as, as uh, Diana was saying, the, the amount of work necessary to be employed at one of these things is kind of, you know, notional. Uh, they're not mm. very effective, but, but I understood why there was this leftward drift <laughs> in the, in the nonprofit world, because when mm-hmm. I, when I saw that what it was basically doing was that uh, students from Ivy League universities or, or small, you know, the, in other words, the children of the rich, this mm-hmm. is where they go to work. They don't want to work in the, in the greedy profit sector, the private, because actual work is required there. So you have a bunch of them just sitting around these foundations writing grants all the time. Okay. That's all. And they don't do it very well. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Because you used to have to read those applications, but, but, but the point is, is that, is that why do we have so much money being funneled into, you know, things like, you know, drag queen story hour and stupid, just all this stupid research that's done, Mm. you know? Uh, you know, and it's these foundations that are funding it. Now you've got people like Soros, you've got people like Bill Gates, uh, other, you know, tech oh, you'd, billionaires. You'd be, you'd be surprised um, uh, what huge amount of it is funded by state and federal governments as well. You would. Uh, it, 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 and, and, and the kinds of agencies that you... Uh, would think they would have nothing to do with this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or, or wind up writing grants because, in, in part because Congress told them they had to. It's just yeah, well, absolutely amazing. But I'm here ahead, to tell go. you that nine that the big money, the big money comes from the feds and the states. The uh, these grants that the foundations, the biggest foundations are over a billion dollars. I'm not going to pretend they're not. But um, they have program areas that they run, and but they don't fund. They there's there's a limit to their funding. There's a limit to how much money they have. Whereas there, the, that the the vast sea of federal funding is absolutely shocking. Um, when I run a funding search for somebody, I always exclude federal funders. Um, but if I do. The amount of money, if I don't exclude federal funders, uh, the amount of money that is available becomes insane. It is literally unimaginable how much money is out there for practically anything from the federal government. And 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 where you can find it, you know, which rocks you can you turn over to get stuff. I mean, it's just well, amazing. okay. I will tell you this: you have to take about a three month course. Um, somebody in your organization does to be qualified to apply for federal grants. It, there is a fairly long and complicated process to be able to do so. The people who have that certification. Um, are getting paid stupid amounts of money because they know how to they know how to interpret the request for proposal, which is much harder if you are not on the in, if you've not taken those courses. Yep, and, and, but and, you and, have to. But 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 in one sense, they are earning a finder's fee. But the thing is, is we <laughs> have now have. In, 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 at the upper level of the government, of people who have moved out of these sort of organizations and into places like the White House. Mm-hmm. And as a result, uh, I found a new acronym that's appeared <laughs> on the internet. 
uh, Snabu. Yes. <laughs> S-N-A-B-U, situation normal, all bidened up. <laughs> uh, well, I had a post this week called Inside the Biden Bubble. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with uh, the White House chief of staff on May 22nd uh, responded to a CBS poll um, in which uh, 69% said the economy is bad and 65% uh, said that Biden is slow to react when issues arise. And uh, Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, responded to that by saying, I hate to spoil the narrative, but this poll shows POTUS approval rating moving up and solid public confidence on the two biggest problems he inherited, COVID and jobs. And uh, less than... hallucinating. Well, less than three weeks after that, uh, after... He made that claim. An average of recent surveys show more Americans disapprove of Biden's job performance than ever. The Real Clear Politics aggregate of polls uh, found that uh, 39%, 39% of Americans say they approve of Biden's job as president. Uh, that number marks a new low for Biden, who has not seen a poll showing his approval rating above 45, 44% since the first week of May. And, um, and He's underwater in 48 states. He's now yep. even underwater in places like Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that uh, I know a thing or two about polling. I, I'll mm-hmm. just say that. Um, but the RCP average, um, that go back to May 7th, and he was mm-hmm. about 10 points underwater. That is a, around 52 to 42 uh, disapproval to approval. Uh, so, but what had happened is, and I, I can explain this, it's what they call in the polling business a dead cat bounce, mm-hmm. okay? As you approach the absolute floor below which it's impossible to go, um, what will happen is is that, you know, you will have these, you know, it, it, as weeks and months go by, you will have a little uptick, a little downtick, a little uptick, a little downtick, and that most of that is just statistical noise caused by sampling. Okay, mm-hmm. changes in the sample uh, over time is that is that you know you're not going to get exactly you know if the suppose the number is forty one percent the floor if the floor of someone's approval is forty one percent you're not going to get forty one percent in every poll, and so it will zigzag. It'll a little be forty one percent plus or minus three or four. Right, right, right. There, there's a margin of error built in, so it'll bounce mm-hmm. up and down a little bit. Well, they happened to catch it in early May in a bit of an uptick, okay? But then the bottom fell out, and he went below forty uh, percent, which I didn't think was possible. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the occasional poll uh, below forty percent, you can't get elected president and be less popular than that. Okay, in in other words, at this point, people who voted for Joe Biden hate Joe Biden. Okay, <laughs> that that that. That, that you're taking hardcore Democrats are against him now. Well, you know, I have some friends who are hardcore Democrats, and uh, uh, they, uh, you know, wonder why I voted for Trump. And all I have to do to make them feel better about me is say, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted against Biden, which is perhaps true. But the point is, is oh, you voted against Joe Biden. Okay, I can understand that, right? You're, for- <laughs> you're forgiven. So it's, uh, you know, it... it, it you know, uh, the as, as I continually see at uh, Instapundit, the cabal that uh, gave us Joe Biden needs to be held accountable. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, and we had a metaphor alert today, by the way. Oh, I, we I, did. I, yeah, yeah. We had a metaphor alert when Joe Biden fell off his bicycle uh, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Well, you know, to get to give you the scientific explanation to that, that's FUD's first law of opposition. If you push something hard enough, it will fall over. Huh. And, <laughs> and and somebody's really pushing Biden too hard for uh, what they're expecting the performance from that old man. Well, yeah, I what think, were they thinking? <laughs> well, well, regardless of what they were thinking, I, I it, you're assuming I, I, they were thinking. I I summarized that the basic idea they had was that, well, we're going, you know, because there had been a lot of talk this past week, uh, including a column in the Atlantic that I link at my blog, uh, mm -hmm. in, about you know Biden is obviously it's just you know the idea of him running for re-election at this point is absurd uh and and people are now saying this out loud mm -hmm. and um and so apparently his handlers decided well look we'll put joe on a bicycle and let him go out and show how healthy and oh, up to no. uh, and and vigorous he is at his 79 years of age well that turned out to be a really great idea because <sighs> If you see what happened is, is they had gathered the press, okay, the media and uh, Biden supporters had gathered at one place. And so the idea was that Biden would come rolling up to this uh, uh, curb here, that he would come rolling up to it and then. Uh, say a few words and maybe take a few questions and then go riding off and, and thus to give them a good visual, uh, you know. Uh, so so this was the optics uh, that they had in mind. Is it, But then he gets up there, and if you look at the video, what it is is these newfangled bikes have toe straps on the pedals. Mm -hmm. And so yep. he gets up there and, and puts his left foot down, and then he goes to uh, take his right foot out and and can't get it out of the, uh, the toe strap. The stirrup time. Yeah, yeah, he can't get it out of the toe strap. And he goes tumbling over on his right side, and and he, he says, "I'm fine, I'm fine," you know. And he gets up and and, and claims that you know he, there's nothing wrong. I'm good. Was what he said. Well, let me tell you something. I, I know a thing or two about being old. <laughs> you know, I'm not as old as Joe Biden, but I'm not young anymore. And, and, and you know, when, I, when you're a kid, you know, we used to play football, but we'd fall down all the time, didn't even think about it, right? Mm -hmm. You get a little older, and you, you, especially you fall down on the asphalt. They should have oh, got him a Schwinn with a coaster break. <laughs> well, anyways, but you 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 fall you fall over as hard as he fell over, and he he basically face planted. It was um, hard, yeah. That yeah, hard he fell fall. pretty hard, and and I'm telling you what, he's gonna be feeling that for the next few days. Yeah, he, he's gonna be glad for Juneteenth uh, observed on Monday and a day off. Are they? Oh, if they made really? that a federal holiday now? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what? Really? Uh huh. Yeah, I've got my uh, day off. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay. Well, uh, the the feds don't say the that feds too loudly. You're in Valdosta, Georgia. No, you don't understand. <laughs> uh, that's a Texas thing. It's yes, a Georgia. It, is. it the, Georgia. It it doesn't apply. Well, it, see, it's it, got well, nothing to do with us. Well, it got adopted. It uh, got adopted by D.C. as well, which is how it metastasized into federal. Anyway, oh well, you know, it's, it's this, you know, if, if we were needed another day off, I would have put it in between President's Day and Memorial Day myself. But uh, whatever. Uh, look, <laughs> look at the people who are in charge doing this thing. We're talking about the Congress that's running the uh, uh, J6 campaign. Oh, God. Uh, yes. Oh, the Shakti trials. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. This the is where I get. Bought. This is where I get into uh, Diana's special area of expertise. <laughs> uh, I quote a Roger Kimball column 
in which he says a show trial is a mock or make-believe trial in which the guilt of the party is predetermined. The mm -hmm. trial is just a form of theater. Lenin mm -hmm. called them model trials. The aim mm -hmm. was not to discover the truth, which was supposedly already known, but to stage a propaganda exhibition. We wouldn't have charged you if you weren't guilty. <laughs> and, 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 uh, but, but they featured uh, an interview um, from, uh, an, I, I feature a tweet in which uh, Representative Claudia Tenney, Tenney of New York uh, says about these hearings, says, this is a Soviet-style propaganda trial, a, a show trial. And uh, I... Uh, being familiar with it is is the more you know, the more you realize that this is not uh, actually an investigation. Okay? okay, that 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 what they're doing is they're telling a story, um, and uh, well, they they investigated to the extent that they were looking for all the things that they might use uh, to support their narrative. They weren't and for campaign for the, ads, <laughs> and they weren't looking. They weren't looking uh, for the truth of the matter. They were looking for uh, support for the narrative. Yeah, and I talk. And I talk about in in my blog. I talk about the actual show trials of the late nineteen thirties, mm -hmm. um, uh, when uh, Stalin uh, uh, henchman um, Yezhov. Uh, Yezhov. Yeah, replace the malignant little dwarf. Go ahead and talk talk about the NKVD and <sighs> and the the show trials of the late thirty, Diana. Okay, um, the oh, it's called the Yevoshchina, um, by or it was called the Yevoshchina by a lot of uh, Soviet uh, citizens um, during 1936 37 and 38 38 being the absolute crescendo of the whole matter um there were a series of increasingly huge uh public show trials the lead-off with zinoviev and kamenev was intended um to de to demonstrate that treason had had hit the highest levels of the Soviet of of the of the people who were representing the people, and um, even even Vishnev, uh, even the people who Vishinsky who was uh, running it at some point said uh, to uh, said to Stalin um, these these uh, insane. Uh, uh, confessions by all these long-term uh, Bolsheviks, um, surely the West is not going to believe it. And um, Stalin responded, oh, don't worry, they'll swallow it. Um, they had beaten and drugged both Zinoviev, well, Zinoviev, they could get to say anything anyway, but uh, Kamenev had been beaten and uh, dr had to be drugged very heavily to make him uh, confess in court the way he was supposed to. Um, but the whole idea was that there were all these spirings and all these conspiracies and plots to uh, wreck the economy and destroy and uh, assassinate Stalin and just, and uh, give the country back over to capitalism. And Yezhov uh, told his people to beat, beat and beat again to get all the confessions that they needed. So you had the high-level show trials, and underneath, millions of people are being tor tortured and sent to the gulag uh, by tribunals of three people for 25 years under Article 58. Um, but the ones that we all know about are the big trials of, beginning with Zinoviev and Kamenev, but also then you have Rikov and Rizhov and you have Bukharin and uh, it, it went on for years, these, these huge lying trials. Uh, everybody confessed to uh, being part of mur murdering Kirov. Um, it, it's just amazing stuff. Nobody should have believed this, but we had uh, actual American diplomats believing. I was a prosecutor. I believe them. Uh, they're, they're guilty. Um, 
And 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 so, this was this, is, this was what what they called darkness at noon. Mm-hmm. It, it oh was, yes, it's a, the title of a novel about this. But era. I mean, you know, it's the the thing is is that um, Stalin's thing about they're going to swallow it. Mm -hmm. uh, he was obviously uh, had better people uh, selling it than uh, right now. Although we do have we do have fools who are actually believing what's going on with the oh, yeah. uh, J6 committee but you know the the world is not buying it i no. mean you know uh, even you know when you lose the washington post and the new york times on these sorts of things uh, and rachel maddow yeah i mean it's <laughs> and rachel maddow on the other hand, maybe it's the maybe the thing is that uh, we've turned her and she's become a right wing extremist too. One of the Ooh. things about this, it, it, one of the things about this, and and it reminds me re very much of the mid nineties, is that mm -hmm. is that um, if you remember the, the climate, the political climate of ninety three ninety four, there were yeah. a lot of people. There was there were conspiracy theorists uh, going after the Clintons, okay? Mm -hmm. And this was, and and there was a lot of paranoia. The death of, uh, what was his name, died in Fort Marcy Park. Uh, uh, guy, even I can't Allegedly suicide, anymore. the Arkansas. Ah, ah, my name's blanking. I, my I mind, know, I, me too. Oh, God. <laughs> he committed, he was an aide to... Uh, yes, and he committed suicide, and nobody can remember it. Oh my God! What I, it, it's going to come to me later. But anyways, the guy, the guy, and 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 there was Mina Airport. There was a whole video. I remember these VHS videos circulating, and there were a lot of people. And it's like, move forward, okay? That that became a trap for a lot of people. The idea that we were going to somehow get rid of the Clintons by investigating what had happened in Arkansas. You see, <laughs> it's like, it, well, it, it did eventually turn up a, a, a certain woman named Paula. Okay. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that, is that this um, uh, stuff about the J six committee, it's about the past. Bill Clinton mm -hmm. famously said that politics is about the future. Okay, the mm -hmm. question is, what are we going to do now about tomorrow? You can't change the past. Okay, so rooting around in January 2021 uh, to find to keep alive the 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 dreaded uh, scarecrow of Donald Trump, and and that that's not going to save the Democrats from their uh, fate in November. Well, yeah, mm -mm. but you know. Uh, uh, things have got to distract us away from all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, we've got all these right-wing extremists out there who are just trying to uh, subvert everything. Like they even, uh, they won't even let children go to uh, party events. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, the headline, and I, I noticed this headline uh, from KGO TV out in oh. California. You know KGO, huh? I know KGO. I know San Lorenzo. Go. <laughs> Anyways, but, okay, the headline is Drag Queen Speaks Out After Far-Right Extremist Storm Children's Event at Bay Area Library. Dateline, San Lorenzo, California, KGO. A children's story time turned into a nightmare Saturday afternoon at the San Lorenzo Library. Bay Area drag queen Panda Dulce was co-hosting a kids' reading event in celebration of Pride Month when suddenly the unthinkable happened. Quote, eight to ten Proud Boys marched in with their cameras blazing, Point at me, jeering from the back. A group of men, believed to be affiliated with the far-right extremist <sighs> Proud Boys group, stormed that they, they made white power hand gestures as they began 
hurtling, homophobic, and transphobic insults at Dulce. Quote, they said, who brought the tranny? It's a groomer. It's a pedophile. Why do you bring your children to this event? Uh, that's the quote from her. The Alameda County it's Sheriff's Office says they're investigating the incident and have activated their hate crime protocols. Oh, yeah, boy. right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this uh, poor drag queen should join the Pink Pistols and see if uh, it can yeah. get a, uh, a a carry permit. That's so easy in, in California Al- in Alameda in, in Alameda County. County. Yeah, no, that would be really well. Well, well, well the, the, the thing about this is California, right? Okay, mm-hmm. California uh, doesn't even. I mean, you can shoot up heroin on the sidewalk. You can indeed. And, and, <laughs> you can you can steal up to nine hundred and fifty dollars, and it's still just a misdemeanor. They're they carry loose, calculators. <laughs> they're turning loose felons, but, but they do have a red flag law. <laughs> they're yes, turning yes, they loose felons with uh, with uh, gun crimes, and mm-hmm. and 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 yet somehow. The police have going to activate their hate crime protocols because uh, uh, some protesters showed well, up. Well, yeah, but California. Yeah. And, they, and they didn't hurl. You noticed they didn't hurl uh, insults. They hurtled insults. Um, that yeah. is so bad writing. I want to yeah. hurt whoever did it. Well, but okay. yes, but well, bad writing goes all the way to Sacramento. And the way, that, have you read the red flag law out there? Uh, uh, no, the obvious, or... the, the obvious defect with most red flag laws that people mm-hmm. latch on immediately. You know, it's like, oh, Second Amendment, Second Amendment, now, Fourth look, I'm Amendment. Not, now, I'm not a lawyer, but you're right. The Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, uh, uh, get involved there because the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be mm-hmm. violated. The Fifth Amendment says that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And don't mm-hmm. firearms constitute our personal effects and or property? Yes, they do. And so, um, yeah. by the way, do you uh, the way that California's law is written? As I uh, the summary I read uh, indicated, one of the reasons I'm glad I'm not there. Um, you don't get to confront your accuser in these red flag uh, situations. Your accuser yeah. can be anonymous, and that's completely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I that just that's a violation of due process right there. Well, it's a violation. Boy, howdy, yes. Well, you also have Sixth Amendment right to confront. So, mm-hmm. uh, right, right. But and, and that and that that's unusual. Meanwhile, speaking of confrontations and red flag laws, <laughs> Deb is oh, back yes. on the uh, page here. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Uh, <sighs> this morning, I'm 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 just happened to check the statistics on my blog, and I saw I was getting traffic. Uh, to some uh, one of my posts about Deb Frisch, mm-hmm. uh, folks. If you, you, I hope you haven't forgotten who Deb Frisch is. Well, there might be some news. I couldn't. Uh, uh, but Deb Frisch was a former university professor, psychology professor, no less, uh, who became obsessed with our our, our uh, protein wisdom blogger Jeff Goldstein back mm-hmm. in two thousand six. And she became so obsessed and engaged in so much harassment that she was sentenced to four years in a Colorado prison. And last we heard uh, was in August, and and she was uh, denied parole. So she's still behind bars, as far as we know, in Colorado. But anyways, I had written about oh, it, and I got a, was getting some extra traffic to one of my posts about Deb Frisch, mm-hmm. and I found that it was coming from Not the Bee. Now, you know Babylon Bee, America's yep. newspaper of record, um, but uh, the Babylon Bee does satire. Not the Bee is their actual news reporting, and, and the headline is, if you need a reason to oppose red flag gun laws, this writer's harrowing 12-year tale 
of mm -hmm. terrifying stalking and harassment might just do the trick. And mm -hmm. it's our good friend Jeff Goldstein talking about his experience. Including getting red flagged. Yeah, with with, with uh, Deb Frisch, because one of the things she would do is she would send out these crazy emails uh, oh, accusing, uh, and, and I was CC'd on, on mm -hmm. some of these things. Just making so, so was most, I. It was, I. And I had, no, I, I had no idea where this is coming. What is this? I had to get now. Yeah, you know, it's just insane. Yeah, yeah. But she yeah. started emailing. Okay. She would just batch uh, CC people on these emails, making the wildest and, 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 and ugliest, ugliest accusations you could imagine, mm -hmm. uh, and and sending them to the police and everything like that. And and uh, whenever she would. Um, uh, do this, I would respond, uh, I would reply to it and, and explain, you're going to prison, okay? And said, you keep this up and you're going to go to prison. And I'm telling you this, uh, you know, I'm not making any threats. I'm just telling you what's going to happen because it's mm -hmm. not gonna, you're not going to be able to do this. You're going to destroy yourself by your obsession with your quote-unquote enemies, and, she has so and, many, though. <laughs> in her own mind, okay, she would harass. She uh, got uh, busted for harassing people in Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just, but, but somebody like that then being able to red flag someone else, right? I mean, that's the defect, yeah. right? Oh and, yeah. And, and and Jeff Goldstein uh, talks about you know the fact that you know your worst enemies. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, as you're talking about in California, they can mm -hmm. do this stuff anonymously. In some right? states, mm -hmm. yeah. Sick the cops on you. And uh, and and yet we have Senate Republicans uh, wanting to do this at the federal level. Uh, three words for you. Hell fucking no. Got well, that right. Uh, in any case, I think that we could come up with a 63 vote in the the Supreme Court, but that takes a long time. Yes, uh, and speaking of a long time, uh, we have uh, already used up our entire hour plus uh, here with uh, the other <laughs> podcast, and so I have to tell you, we'll be back next week at 7 o'clock Eastern Time for yet another episode, and uh, thank you, Diana, for joining us. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacey. And we'll see you later. Mr. Briggs. <laughs>